0: Today I will be taking you to 10th century Ireland and England, where the descendants of Ivar the Boneless, the commander of the Great Heathen Army, were now kings of Dublin and controlled much of the Irish Sea region. Analf Guthrinson was the great-grandson of Aymar, who many historians believe was the same person as Ivar the Boneless. Ivar's dynasty was one of the greatest of the Viking Age, and at its height, was the most fearsome and powerful royal line, reaching beyond to the British Isles. However, during Analf's time, a king of Wessex was expanding his influence and uniting the Saxon lords. It was a time for great change in the British Isles and being a warrior king, Analf would take direct part in the battles to come. He would also take part in what has become known to history as the Great War. Which would be one of the bloodiest times of the age. This is his story. Before we get into Analf's life, I would like to say a huge thank you to Viking Rise for sponsoring today's video. Have you ever dreamt about becoming a powerful Viking king, such as Ivar the Boneless or Ragnar Lothbrok? Sailing to new lands and raiding while expanding your empire? Look no further as a new viking themed strategy mobile game called Viking Rise will take you to the world of Midgard where glory awaits. This epic game has an exciting giveaway of $500 cash, just click the link in the description box below and download the game to stand a chance to win these amazing prizes. In Viking Rise you can recruit famous vikings such as Ragnar, Ivar and Bjorn and discover their personalised special skills and interesting lore. The graphics and art are awe-inspiring, portraying the vast Nordic continent's natural beauty. As a strategy game, Viking Rise is not just fun, fight alongside your fellow warriors in the multiplayer dungeon and boss battles, join my tribe, and let's establish a dynasty and kingdom that will last a millennia. Once again, Viking Rise is giving away $500 cash, and it's up for grabs in two easy ways. There is a might ranking, where the top one player will walk away with $100 cash. Besides that, other winners will be picked to win $50 cash each. Valhalla is calling you, so download Viking Rise now to unlock a free gift pack worth $200, and answer your calling to become one of Midgard's greatest legends. Analf had great ambition, just like his ancestor Ivar, and he would seek to unite Ireland under his rule, a feat which none of the Viking kings of Dublin had achieved before. In the year 937, war would come to Limerick, a powerful establishment of Vikings on a walled city known as King's Island. Limerick would rival the power of Dublin. Analf would march to war, and soon enough the Battle of Limerick would take place. What happened in the battle has been lost to history, but what we do know is that Analf was victorious and the King of Limerick was captured and his fleet destroyed. Analf had now expanded his empire, and amassed more men and more ships. If the legends are to be believed, Analf's fleet was said to be the greatest the British Isles had ever seen, since the Great Heathen Army came to the shores over half a century earlier. Now that Analf had conquered Limerick, he could now call himself the Viking King of all Norsemen in Ireland, and could summon an army so numerous in size, it would cause kings to tremble. Analf would soon turn his attention towards Northumbria, a largely pagan land that had once been ruled by his father. Northumbria had fallen into the hands of King Ethelstan, the most powerful Saxon king that the British Isles had ever seen. There was a growing power looming in the south, Ethelstan. The son of Edward the Elder was determined to unite England under the House of Wessex, and he had a vision for himself, as the master of all Britain, dreaming of what no Roman, Viking or Saxon king had ever done before. The Vikings in York would submit to Ethelstan after the death of Analf's father, Guthrif, and proclaimed him as king. Northumbria had just fallen to Ethelstan, and his conquest of the Danelaw was now complete. He was now not just the King of the Saxons, but the King of the English. A meeting would soon be held with all of the earls and kings of the north, and something truly legendary was about to take place. King Owain of Strathclyde, King Constantine of Alba, Ildred of Bambra, and King Howell of Wales all submitted to Ethelstan in the year 927 and accepted his supremacy. This led to seven years of peace in the north. This was the first time a southern king had taken control of the north, and its usurpation was met with resistance by the Northumbrians, who always resisted southern rule. However, since Æthelstan had brought the northern kings to heel, he was in effect an overlord of Britain. During the height of Æthelstan's reign from the year 925 onwards, the rulers of Wales and Scotland would attend his court. In the year 934, Ildred of Bamborough would die. King Ethelstan of England and King Constantine of Scotland would then dispute over the Northumbrian territory. The Anglo Saxon chronicle briefly records the invasion of Scotland, and that King Ethelstan forced Constantine into submission. The flames of war were ever apparent, and Ethelstan had made the North and Scotland bleed. Uniting them into his own kingdom would prove extremely difficult as their leaders were bent on independence. In the year 934, Analf Guthrinson succeeded his father Guthrif as the Norse King of Dublin. Analf would then marry King Constantine's daughter, cementing an alliance between the King of Dublin and the King of Alba. It seems Ethelstan's fragile peace was dissolving. In the year 937, King Analf and King Constantine would also join forces with King Owain of Strathclyde in an alliance against King Ethelstan. Virtually all the kings that had sworn loyalty to Ethelstan in the year 927 had now turned against him. Alone, they could not even challenge him, but together, they thought they could crush him and retake their lands and independence. The three allied kings with their armies would plunder English territory in the summer of the year 937, with their aim being to dissolve England, and break Ethelstan's source of power. This would culminate in the Battle of Brunenburg, and the victor would have England's fate in their hands. The invading armies entered England in two waves, Constantine and Owain coming from the north, raiding on their way south, while Analf's forces would join them on the way. Ethelstan and his army would travel north through Mercia. According to the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, the battle lasted all day. Both sides would fight valiantly, but there were never so many dead in one place in England's history. There was a period of prolonged fighting before Ethelstan's army began to overwhelm the invaders. Ethelstan's forces would give chase slaying many enemy troops. According to the Annals of Ulster, the battle was described as great, lamentable, and horrible, and records that several thousands of Norsemen fell. Among the casualties were five kings and seven earls from Analf's family. Constantine also lost several friends and family, including his son. Ethelstan's victory prevented the dissolution of England, but it failed to unite the island as he had done previously. Analf would flee back to Dublin after the battle, defeated and disgraced. However, this defeat would not affect him for long, as he was soon again raiding, living a Viking life. Analf would return to his base in Dublin. In the year 938, Analf would raid in Kilcullen, where he was said to have taken a thousand prisoners he would still personally raid, and would try to actively expand his empire. Æthelstan would die in the year 939, and Analf was quick to exploit the chaos upon his death. Upon Æthelstan's death, Analf sailed to York, where he quickly established himself as the King of Northumbria, just as his father Guthrif had done before he was driven out by King Æthelstan. According to Simeon of Durham's Historia Regum, it records that Analf and the new king of the English, Edmund, met up in Leicester and came to an agreement on dividing England between the two of them, and upon either of their deaths, the survivor would rule the whole country. This conveys Analf's level of power, but also how quickly Ethelstan's empire had collapsed upon his death. The peace was short-lived. Analf was now emboldened by the death of Ethelstan. And the chaos that was happening after. He would soon seize the five boroughs of the Danelaw, undoing the work that Ethelstan's father Edward the Elder and his aunt Ethelfled had spent years trying to conquer. Analf's empire was now quickly expanding. He was the King of Dublin and Northumbria, and was expanding the old Viking territories. In the year 941, the Chronicle of Melrose records that Analf raided an ancient Anglican church in Northumbria on the Scottish border, perhaps to secure trade and communication routes. In the year 941, the most powerful Viking in Britain would die, and was described in the annals as the King of the Danes, portraying his power, vast influence, and reputation. With Analf's death, Edmund would now take back the land he had lost, and in the year 942, he recovered the five boroughs, once again making England whole. Analf would be the last descendant of Ivar the Boneless to hold considerable power in Britain. Again, the death of a king had caused chaos, and Northumbria was firmly back in English hands. But war would rage on in the north for decades, as rival kings and lords would fight over the last disputed kingdom in England. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed the video. If you did, make sure to like, subscribe and share, and I'll see you all soon for another History Profile.